Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me today for this week's podcast. I know we've been off for a couple of weeks, but we're just so excited to be able to share with you again. And we thank you for your listening ear. And if this is blessing you, please share it with someone else so they can be encouraged and edified as well through this episode. Again, I hope that you know how blessed and favored you are by God simply because you are alive. I know some things may not be going the way you want it to go in your life, but please know you're not by yourself. No one's life is perfect. No one's life is unfolding exactly how they expected it to. But in the midst of it all, God is good. And you and I are blessed and loved by a merciful and eternal Father. So, thank you again for listening. Today I want to talk about grace. It's a word that we use a lot in church and in theological circles. Small word, but definitely has so much meaning. Grace. It is what makes this Christian journey possible. Grace. None of us could actually fulfill our destiny or even become a child of God, let alone inherit the kingdom of God, if not for the grace of God. We need grace. And grace is so powerful. It's more powerful than your sin. It's more powerful than your mistakes. It's more powerful than the condemnation that others may even project upon you or pronounce upon you. Thank God for His grace. There's a hymn called, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Many of you may not be familiar with this hymn because, you know, in this contemporary world we live in now, we don't really listen to hymns. We listen to a lot of what I would describe as 7-Eleven songs. Seven words, song, 11 times, over and over again. But Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing is rich with theology and it talks about grace. That final verse really resonates with me and I want to read it to you now. Oh to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be let thy goodness like a feather bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy course above. I don't know about you, but when I listen to those lyrics or read those lyrics, I identify with them. Prone to wonder, I know that I can certainly feel it. The pool of sin that gradually lures me and you away from the way and leads us down a winding spiral toward emptiness and leaves us there wandering in waywardness. You know, Isaiah the prophet said, all we like sheep have gone astray. Isn't that true about you as well? That something happened in your life gradually pulled you to a very dark place, prone to wonder, yes, we feel it. And we need something that's potent, strong enough to help us overcome our propensity to wonder. And this is what grace does. Grace allows us to overcome our wandering experiences. Grace meets us in the darkness and pulls us back into the marvelous light. 
the good news for you and I today is that God's grace is strong enough to restore us when we succumb to our propensity to wonder. So we should praise God for this grace that's able to restore us, restore our souls, restore our joy, give us another chance. This is vividly seen in the life of Peter. I'm not going to read this story. For those of you who may not be familiar with the Bible, Peter, one of the Lord's disciples, made a tragic mistake one day. One that he swore that he would never do. He denied Jesus. He denied knowing it. We all remember Columbine when a young lady lost her life. And at the time, the shooter and gunman asked her to deny her faith. And because she would not deny Christ, he shot her. Sad story. But this girl is held in martyrdom because she died because she would not deny her Savior. But Peter did. Ain't too much worse you can do than to deny Jesus. To deny your faith. To deny your spiritual identity. But Peter didn't just do it one time. He did it three times. You know, old adage, three strikes you out. Three times. He messed up three times, back to back. This is not something that happened over the course of three years or three months. This literally happened probably within the span of three hours, or maybe even 30 minutes. He denied Jesus three times. When he denies Jesus, the rooster crows. Peter remembers what the Lord had promised him. The Lord looks at Peter, and Peter leaves weeping bitterly. Can you imagine the depths of despair Peter had to be in? No doubt Peter loved Jesus. No doubt about it. But he had let his Lord down. And the truth be told, he had let himself down. He was embarrassed by his own actions. Probably didn't want to be bothered, didn't want anyone to talk to him. Just wanted to be left alone to deal with the bottom of life's pit that he found himself in. But something happened that helped Peter overcome this propensity to wonder, these three denials. Grace happened. Grace happened. Grace happened in Peter's life. And I want to tell you that no matter what pit you may find yourself in, no matter what you have done, that same grace is available to you. That same grace can bring you from this dark place back into the light. Grace shows up in various ways, and today I want to just share one way that grace shows up in our lives. Grace shows up in our lives through human relationships. Grace shows up in our lives through human relationships. Yes, I know you may be an introvert. I am too, but the reality is we need people. We need community. I mean, it's not saying that you are weak and you can't fend for yourself. It's not denying your independence. It's not denying the strength of your character. It's just realizing that God didn't design you to live in isolation. And the human relationships is one of the ways that grace is most vividly seen in our lives. That God gives us community. God provides us with friends, particularly when we're in our lowest point. In John chapter 21, verses 1 through 3, we see human relationships providing grace for Peter in his time of darkness. 
the Bible says this, after Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, he also revealed himself in this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we will go with you. And they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. I know it seems like just set in the scene. But in the scene we see grace. Simon is feeling so down that Simon just says, you know what y'all? I'm going fishing. I'm going to do something that makes me comfortable. I'm going to do something I'm familiar with. I'm going to clear my mind. Those other boys said, we're going with you. What a beautiful picture of grace. See, the devil wants you in your time of darkness and despair and discouragement to isolate yourself and be alone. And in that loneliness, he beats upon you. In that loneliness, you feel like no one cares. In that loneliness, you feel like you're at the point of no return. In that lonely place, you can even feel like you're the worst person ever. How could I have done this? How did I fall for that? How did I end up in this place? All those different questions and conversations going on in your mind. The embarrassment, the pain, all of the burden being carried by yourself in loneliness. This is not what happens with Peter. Those other disciples who are named in the text tells Peter, if you're going fishing, we know where you are right now. We know you don't feel good. We know that you're mentally beating yourself up because of what you did. And so we're not going to allow you to be by yourself right now. We're going to stay with you. Grace in human relationships. The fact that God provides people who will be with you in the moment, who will sit with you in the moment. And no, they may not have answers in the moment. But their presence is a source of comfort. Thank God for human relationships. When we get in our down place, thank God for that one friend, that one sister, that one brother that we can call and know that we're not going to be judged, we're not going to be beat up, but we will be loved and we will have a company who provides comfort while we are getting pulled from that dark place. That's God's grace seen in human relationships. I hope that as you've heard this, you've thought about the times in your life where you needed someone to stand with you, be with you, listen to you, or just sit with you. That you can remember how comforting and encouraging it was to just know you're not by yourself. That's grace. That's God's grace in your life. Thank God for the friends that you have. Thank God for the family you can depend on. Thank God for the grace that he provides through the company of our fellow man. Thank you for listening. Have a good day.